Welcome to Pivot to Prosperity, the podcast to help you work less and make more money. Sponsored by Pivotal Real Estate Investments. We will show you how you can build wealth and income while improving communities through commercial real estate, like apartments, self-storage facilities, medical offices, and more without demanding much time. How's that sound? I am your host, Jenny Bowling, and I've been in real estate for 40 years, bought hundreds of properties for government and other clients. My fellow government workers and clients will likely find this very powerful information. When I learned how easy it is these days to own commercial property with all the tax benefits and wealth building attributes without the big money requirements, that was pivotal information that I am absolutely compelled to share. So every Tuesday at two, we will release a new episode showing how the industry operates, how we find the deals, package the information and offer it to our investors, and how so many investors are achieving goals of financial freedom and becoming more of who they want to be. We wanna help you work less and make more by pivoting to prosperity. Hello, hello, Jenny Bowling here with Pivotal Real Estate Investments, and I am meeting here with Wayne Ung, who has been investing in in hotels and prior to that, flipping houses and doing other investing type work for over 10 years now. I want to give you a chance to, to augment. Go ahead and tell us more about yourself, Wayne. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I like these hotels. It's like, there's no limit on the pricing and we don't have the laws of apartments in evicting. So that's why I like these here. Uh, but now it seems like, uh, since the hurricanes, we're going to be going into, uh, housing people in natural disasters. That's what's really good about these. We can go up on the rates really quick. That's what I really like about this now. So, um, when you're housing people, natural disasters, that's not through FEMA or or one of the organizations. It's just um, gravitating towards the natural disasters and trying to make sure that housing is made available. Is that, that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Um, well, what we're saying is like natural disasters are taking down apartments, homes and other hotels. So if we're surviving, you know, we can actually go up on the rates. So I'm not trying to uh, make it really good. (laughs) There's a natural disaster, but, you know, it's really good for us. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Well, so um, tell us about your first hotel. Uh, My first hotel was in Columbus, Ohio. It's 135 old Fairmont hotel. And then first eight years of it was. Then it got into um, some no name, and then uh, let's see. The lady got the lady gets it in uh, 2008. They say they want it's 135 rooms, and they want four million dollars for it. <laughs> and she says, "No way." So fast forward 2012, they give she gives them the bank calls her up and says, "Hey, do you want it for six hundred thousand dollars now?" He goes, "Yes, I do." <laughs> so she goes to get the loan for 400,000 so she's in for a million chops down a bunch of trees one year later she gets can- she gets cancer and they say Wayne I heard you have some money so let's go into this one here so 135 rooms seven different colors 10 different leaks and I said oh that's beautiful put $250,000 down and a year and a half of headaches with the city and everything and then we get the numbers up to a million or something like that i hand it off to my uh, partners and i say give me my money we even it out and i get out of there that's where i lost 
I got all my experience, lost all my hair and all my headaches and everything through there. So I, I, it's less where I learned my uh, tricks and the stuff and what I learned from contractors that, you know, it, we got, um, I think it was eventually he got 35 rooms, but he started with 10. He was charging, we were charging him somewhere around 199 or 259 a week. And that guy, you know, his crew would be uh, out by nine, back in by five o'clock, drink their beer, be asleep by six o'clock and do it again. <laughs> Every day is like that. <laughs> so, you know, those guys would be really good. It's like in the winter when there was no um, daily traffic that would come through there, it would hit us over there. I mean, it was negative 40 outside. And so it kept us really warm and then uh, the pipes would be like, wow, that's really nice. So instead of losing money, we have something to keep us warm in there. So <laughs> that was really nice about it. And when you said leaks, you're talking roof leaks that there was, right? Yeah, well, we had to get a new roof on there. And so we had to put a whole new roof on there. And that's like, wow, that's uh, an expensive roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet it can be. So what kinds of issues were you having with the city? Um, basically, they are just educating them. Uh, they don't understand about how structures are, how hotels make money. But basically, isn't that what uh, every city, every city official doesn't understand? Even apartments, how do they make money? It's like by letting us do what we do. And so... <laughs> Okay. Well, so then after that, you what was your next uh, hotel? I was in Tucson, Arizona. So that one was um, about a hundred rooms, and so they had a gem show that basically it's from the end of January to February for about I think six weeks. Uh, there's a gem show there, and so there'll be no more rooms. Every room is booked. Every Airbnb is booked every tent space is booked. So you'd have to go to either El Paso or Phoenix for rooms. And uh, so they would stay there. They would book it for the whole time. So you would see three to $6,000 paid up front per room. And wow. the cash flow, yeah, the cash flow would be like, it would be like $200,000 just for that, from that period. And we got 300,000 for the rest of the year. Oh, wow. And yeah. how how long is the gem show? The gem show is, um, I can't remember, three or six weeks, somewhere around wow. there. Wow. Wow. That was, that was good to learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, um, the way I describe it is not better than the gem people. They would describe it a lot better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Meaning that, well, is it more profitable to be in hotels or gems? I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> it sounds like some of the gems were making more money than we did. I was like, wow, you bought it for how much? And you sold it for how much? Gee, right. are you going to tell me? But they wouldn't tell me where they got it from. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and, and um, so you are also coming into Clearwater because you're going to be looking at something. Is that anything you can talk about at this point or? No. Yeah, I I always say like this one is um, you know, it's because of uh, not, this one's going to be about natural disasters more, and how it's taking out rooms. So 
whatever rooms are available, they're going to be coming to whatever area where it's better. So where it's not been uh, damaged by the natural disaster. So tell us what you look for, Wayne. I look for traffic and population. So the population, there's a healthy population. And then there's multi, there's traffic. There's either two lanes or three lanes or, or you know, each side. And then also a freeway. Any other economic a, drivers? Yes, like, freeways, so. But, but as far as like tourist area, do you like those or don't like those? It doesn't really matter to us. The population in the traffic is really what's uh, our demand generation. So we just need people to see our place. Right. Yeah. When they, yeah. When they see our place, they'll want to stay. <laughs> is there a minimum population that you shoot for? 150,000. Oh, okay. And is there a certain brand you make your hotels? No, there's no limit with these. Could be lower, middle, higher end. Uh, whatever we can find where we can find uh, meat on the bone, that's fine. So do you tend to keep the same name or do you rebrand the um, uh, Yeah, we probably rebrand. Rebranding is probably cheaper. Okay. Do you ever come across franchises that you have to buy out? Yes. Yes. Any Sometimes they'll ones? have... Sorry, say again. Any particular ones that you look for? No, no. We're really wanting uh, the location and the number of rooms. So if we find that one there and it hits our price. We don't really care what the brand is. Mm -hmm. So at this point, how many um, hotels have you been involved with uh, since you pivoted from flipping and from your other things to doing hotels? Um, I've done three of them. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, you're right. We were talking before we started recording. Um, there's certainly a lot of people in the multifamily space that are looking at hotels. I I always, when I'm driving past them, I think of you, Wayne, every time I'm driving past, especially small ones, because you know we've been to several events and we've talked several times now and whatnot as well. And um, there's a few that, that uh, I keep thinking I need to go in and but but you can't just walk in the lobby and find the owner obviously on most of these right uh one of them yeah, is like you might and, you might be able to on some of the certain times especially if they're losing money they'll be there <laughs> oh really yeah I bet yeah okay yeah it, yeah it's a good sign if you find the owner there that means they they couldn't make enough money to hire staff <laughs> that's true that's funny well, so, and um, what what kind of a price range per room are you usually looking at if you're in that population that you're you're wanting? Is there an average you can quote? Um, it's at least 25% to 50% of whatever the other price of the rooms are in the, um, the given city. So it's a discount. So we're looking for a discount. So say, well, how, how do you approach pricing that? I, I'm not sure I'm following what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying that, like, you know, if you go into a city and um, it's going for, we'll use $100,000 a room. 
And that's, you know, it's expensive. So if we went in there, we'd want it for $25,000 or $50,000 per room. Okay. And you're comparing to the big hotels or what are you comparing to? Any hotels. Any hotels. Okay. Yeah. Any hotels. So whatever, whatever sold at that time, we'll get into there. And it's uh, different variables that are, that we would go into. So, you know, if we get it for a hundred, but we can sell for 140. Hey. Yeah. yeah. It's similar <laughs> ratio almost. Uh, well, yeah. But, um, and what kind of expense ratios are you looking at? Cause they're kind of um, heavy on the labor side, right? Yeah, but um, usually on hotels, it can go anywhere from 50% to 65% of gross. Okay. And your vacancy, what are you usually figuring there? Um, that we want to get into or that we finish with? Um, that you're you're doing on a pro forma. Um, we'll finish with somewhere around 75% or more. Okay. So your performers are based on a 25% vacancy. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, and the um, COVID, did that change your, your labor factor? I mean, are you doing more hands-off where you don't have to do as much on the cleaning services? Um, yeah, COVID actually helped us out or it helped out with labor because they didn't have to go in. The housekeepers didn't have to go into the rooms. So right. it sped up their time of cleaning. So the customers would have to clean themselves and they would just drop off in the, the front. The trash would go on the front and here you're cleaning supplies and here's your towels. So <laughs> kind of helped your, us out. Did your price change? Your price probably did not change either, right? Yeah, it, it went up a little bit. You went up, okay, not down though. With it, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, interesting, okay. And um, anything else that uh, you would like to say to the audience or to ask uh, your your audience to um, recognize? Um, I just would like to say that these hotels are a housing solution. And because housing is so expensive now and people are looking to stay anywhere, especially during a natural disaster that's already furnished and you don't need a contract and you just keep paying. And then when you're done, you just get out and you'll be done with it instead of oh, getting a deposit, waiting for it. And then there's these evictions that we don't have in hotels. So if you don't refuse to leave, we'll call the police. So there's no court to go to that's uh taking a month or six weeks or whatever, taking out that room. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Um, and now, and talking a little bit more about that too, I think before the show you were saying um, you have extended stay situations. Do you encourage that by discounting if they stay longer? We don't like to, but we'll try to figure a way to give you some kind of a discount. <laughs> <laughs> the <Okay>. customer <laughs> you do like the the longer stay people yes sometimes most of the times i will do extended stay and sometimes um we'll do uh, just regular stay i mean you know if you want to do extended stay just pay the the upfront fee of a week or a month or whatever oh so if you want to pay for seven days there you go that's your extended stay price <laughs> 
Yeah. You just, okay. Yeah. You okay. Just, uh, get, just guaranteed your room for a week. That's all it does for the time that you paid for. And oh, and I didn't bring out that you said you've done some by joint ventures, some by syndications, uh, that kind of a thing. Um, is there, um, is there a kind of a educational component to having investors come on board to understand the nuances of hotels? Is that tricky? Um, it's just that it's. Uh... We syndicate the same as an apartment building. So, but uh, we have the returns of a hotel and then the holding time is three to four years. So I think that's probably the nuances of it. Yeah. We don't have a holding time that's so long. (laughs) And when you say the returns of a hotel, what are you looking at usually? Uh, I would say 12 to 20%. Okay. Okay. That's what we're safe to say so. And what do you what do you consider the returns on an on uh, apartments? Um, I, I've heard anywhere from eight percent to eleven percent. Okay, well, that's normally the cash on cash. I think well, eight eight to ten is cash on cash. Most of the um, apartments I'm dealing with anyway are upwards of twelve percent as well. They're twelve to eighteen usually. So. That part of it's similar, but the business model is very different, as you know. Um, And your hotels are being operated as hotels. You're not converting them, right? Right, right. They stay. They stay as hotels. Yeah. We might sell. We might sell to an apartment person. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge there. Um, How how could people reach you if they want to get in touch with you? Um, you can reach me at Wayne at hotel capital Inc. info. That's my email. And then also my website is hotel capital Inc. info. That's how you can reach me. Thank you. Very good. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. Well, thank you, Wayne. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed that episode of pivot to prosperity and found it informative, thought provoking, maybe even pivotal. If you did, please subscribe, leave us a review. Your feedback means a lot to us and helps others discover the podcast. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram to find updated information about episodes, current events, and whatnot. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. And remember, if you want to know when an investment opportunity is available, we need to have a conversation. So sign up in the show notes below or at PivotalRealEstateInvestments.com. Thank you.